Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Detectives, where we bring to you tales from the greatest detective shows the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 946 episodes broadcast on CBS Radio from 1940 to 1962, we bring to you Suspense. Now, Roma Wines present... Suspense. Tonight, The Bluebeard of Balak, starring Merle Oberon. Suspense is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. Those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live, to your happiness in entertaining guests to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now, a glass full would be very pleasant as Roma Wines bring you... Suspense! This is the Man in Black, here for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California, who tonight from Hollywood bring you a star, Miss Merle Oberon, and a suspense play inspired by an actual recent news item from occupied France. And so, with the Bluebeard of Belloc, and with the performance of Merle Oberon, we again hope to keep you in... Suspense! All right, get back. Stay back there. Back up the wall. How, uh, how many were there this time? One. They found most of him. And? It was a soldier, a German. I heard it was an officer. Stay back. Back there. Come on. But, uh... They're still digging? Yes. What officer was it, did they say? They Back think it the was wall. Captain Muller. You know, the doctor. They think. They don't know. They're looking for his head. One, two, three, four, eight and a half. Five. How about this? Of course, they found the body. Identify the body. Why don't they identify him? Identify him? The blue beard. Why, they find out who he is. Listen, listen. Achtung, achtung. Villages of Belac, Saint-Jean, Bralagnon, Flumé. Achtung. This morning's victim of the blue bear of Belac is identified as Captain Franz Müller, medical officer attached to the staff of Colonel Strelitz. Oh, an officer. For the first time, the blue bear himself has been seen, and a description has been provided. Yes. I must speak with Colonel Strelitz. Is he here? I have information. Information about what? About the Bluebeard. Is the Colonel here? He's in the staff car. Over there. Please take me to him. I must see him. And uh, who are you? Cecile Combray. Madame Combray. I live on the road to Flomé, just outside the village. Well, uh, all right. Come along, madam. Is that the Colonel, sitting in the back of the car? Yes. Now you wait here. I'll see. Oberst Strelitz, Corporal Brecht. Corporal. Herr Oberst, das ist eine Frau von dem Dorf hier, eine Madame Combray. Sie hat angeblich Informationen über den Blaubart. 
Naja, wieder so ein hysterisches Frauenzimmer, Herr Oberst. Was kann man da machen, Kreuzer? Eine Möglichkeit. Wo ist sie? Dort drüben, Herr Oberst. Ich habe mir gesagt, sie soll warten. Ordnung. Frau Herkommen. Jawohl, Herr Oberst. The Colonel will see you, Madame. Oh, thank you. Das ist Madame Combray, Herr Oberst. Madame? This is my aide, Lieutenant Kreuzer. It was kind of you to let me speak with you, monsieur. Kind? Naturally, madame. When we were told you have information about the bluebird. Yes, I we have. can't overlook anything. Now that he's killed one of my own officers. I know, I know. And I, I am next. So? Hmm. The bluebird is going to kill me. He's going to kill me tonight unless you help me. Unless you come home with me and stop him. This is your information? Yes. Why, every woman in Belak believes she is next on the Bluebeard's list. But I know. Madame, the Colonel's time is valuable. We thought you had real information. You don't expect us simply because you hysterically believe No, that... no, please. I know Colonel Strelitz. How can you know? Because, monsieur. Because the Bluebeard is... is my husband. Why? Your husband is... Dr. Pierre Combray. Yes. He's the man you're looking for. I, I've known it for a long time. He is the Bluebeard. Tonight, for suspense, Robo Wines are bringing you a star, Miss Merle Oberon, whom you have heard in the prologue to The Bluebeard of Belloc by Sylvia Richards. Tonight's tale of suspense. In many foreign lands, wherever wine connoisseurs gather, they enthusiastically praise the distinguished character of Roma wines. Such praise of Roma wines in foreign lands can only mean that they are truly magnificent in quality. Roma wines' excellence is due to a unique combination of California's perfect soil and climate, from whence come the choice Roma wine grapes, plus age-old winemaking skill and modern knowledge. These combine to make Roma constant in quality, uniformly fine, unexcelled in value. Tomorrow, discover for yourself the delightful Roma taste and goodness enjoyed by more Americans than any other wine. Simply serve as an appetizer before dinner a cool glass of golden nut-like Roma California sherry. Then on the table, place a bottle of cool, hearty Roma Burgundy. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the extra delight it adds to your meal, how it will win new compliments from family or guests. Yet, the cost is only pennies a glassful. Get Roma wines tomorrow. If your dealer is temporarily out of Roma, please try again soon. Ask for R-O-M-A, Roma wines. Remember, more Americans enjoy Roma than any other wine. And now it is with pleasure that we bring back to our soundstage Miss Merle Oberon as Madame Cécile Combray in The Bluebeard of Belloc, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Eleven o'clock. He'll be here in an hour. And if you had not come here with me... You have nothing to fear, madame. The house is well guarded. But 
Won't the guards frighten him away? The instructions are to let him through. They will come in only when we have him trapped. And we are armed. Yes, and he does not carry a gun. You know, he uses a knife. Madame Combray, why didn't you come to us before if you knew your husband was a bluebeard? First, I wasn't sure. Then, when I was sure, well, he was still my husband. Then why now? Because now he will kill me, and I'm afraid. I knew when he went away with the body of Captain Miller yesterday. So you saw the captain? Yes, I saw it. And when Pierre looked at me, I knew he'd kill me. Tonight. Yes, he may try. It's been weeks of fear, and the night, the endless nights. Have you been married long, madame? Long? No, less than a year. You aren't French, are you? No, no, I'm English. I spent a summer in Flome about four years ago, and I liked it, so I stayed. I taught English in the village school there. Dr. Combray? About a year ago, there was an epidemic in Flome, and he, Pierre, came there to help. He seemed to me when I met him to be very kind, a very noble man. Of course, I didn't know him well, but when he asked me to marry him, I was very happy. The morning after we were married, he brought me here to Belac, to this house which had been his family's for many generations. It was a beautiful morning, early spring... We came, as you did tonight, up the hill, past the summer house, to the front door. Well, here it is, Madame Combray. <laughs> Come, I'll carry you over the threshold. Oh, careful, Pierre. Don't drop me. No chance of that. Now, this is the hall. Shall I carry you on from room to room? Oh, Pierre, no. <laughs> Put me down. Very well. Ah, Come this way. Now, here is the parlor. Oh. Hello, Captain Muller. Good morning, Doctor. I've been waiting. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. <laughs> they said you'd be back this morning, uh, the people down the road. Yes, I was held up by my wedding. Your wedding? Oh, I'm sorry. Cecile, this is Captain Muller, the medical officer in charge with Colonel Stralitz. Captain, uh, my wife, Cecile. How do you do here, Miller? Well, Doctor, <laughs> I congratulate you. I see even an epidemic can be useful. That's one way of looking at it. Uh, so what's up, Miller? Oh, uh, oh, 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 I wanted you to come in tomorrow to help with the vaccinations. About uh, 150 are going out and we need help. The last lot carried typhoid. I'd be glad to help. What time? Well, they are leaving at noon. Uh, if you're there at 8 o'clock, we'll have enough time. I'll be there. Very well, Doctor. Madame, tomorrow then. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Ah, now we will go on with our tour. Follow me. Pierre, who's to be vaccinated tomorrow? All labor draftees being sent to Germany. Uh, this is the kitchen. The stairs go up from here. What's upstairs? Well, off that first landing there are several bedrooms, mine and others, and on the floor above still more. Before the war, there were servants. This is a pantry? Yes. And this door, where does it... Why, it's locked. What is it? Oh, there's an old wine cellar. It's not used. A cellar? Do you have a key? Uh, there's nothing down there, Cecile, that would interest you. Oh, but I'd like to see. We might be able to grow mushrooms No, or... Cecile, it can't be used. Let's look. Where's the key, Cecile. Pierre? Yes? That door must stay locked. But, Pierre... You understand? Yes, but... But why? No matter what happens, you must never try to go down there. Never. 
see, monsieur, it was a small thing. Just a room I must not enter. He told me the room was used for his experiments, and I believed him. I was in love. But there were other things, and they added up to fear. Just the taste of fear. A shadow so light, I, I didn't know it was there. There was, first of all, the gossip I heard in the village when I went to market. Good morning, Madame Cambray. You're late today. Pierre worked late last night. Is there any milk, Madame Bourget? I can let you have a little, a pint. Oh, if that's all. Uh, does the doctor work often at night? Quite often in his laboratory. Uh, I could not bear a man who potted around after dark. But it's his profession. Maybe, but I would not sleep a wink, not with this blue beard around. No, I like a man who is steady, so I know what he's up to. Oh, how can you bear to live in that big, depressing house? Oh, but I love it. Well, you're young. I suppose it's romantic to you. It's no place for a woman to be alone. The first Madame Combray, you know, she died there. Yes, Pierre told me. But I know he did everything he could. Oh, yes? It was very sudden. Typhoid can be very sudden. Yes, the certificate said typhoid. That's why your coffin was sealed. Oh! Hey, Jean! Jean, what is it? What is it? What's happened? Everyone's running. There's an announcement, madame. They know who one of them is. One? Uh, of whom? There were three last night. One of them was a man. Three? Why, why the Bluebeard, he killed three in one night. Cut them to bits. Oh, how terrible. All sliced up and scattered around, madame Cambray. You should have seen. Oh, no. Where, where were they? In the meadow north of the church. Why, that's near your house. The meadow? Yes, Madame Combray. If you had been awake, you would have heard him. You or the doctor. Yes, if I'd been awake, I would have heard. And one night, I was awake... My husband and I had gone to bed early, and I slept well. I'd worked in the garden most of the afternoon. But shortly after 11, something, some sound woke me. It may have been only an owl screech. I lay in the dark and listened. I didn't hear it again. Then I heard another sound. And I saw there was a little moonlight, that my husband was out of bed and that he was dressing. Pierre. Oh, did I wake you? Pierre, what is it? Nothing, Cecile. Go back to sleep. Is... Someone ill? Did someone come for you? I have to go out. Go back to sleep, Cecile. I won't be long. Something woke me. I heard a sound. I'm sorry. Did someone come for you? Was it Captain Muller? No. Who is it, Pierre? Who's it? No one you know. Where are you going, Pierre? Do you have to go far? Go back to sleep. I won't be long. But, but, Pierre... I'm sorry I woke you. You didn't. I'm sure I heard a... Cecile, it's best that you go back to sleep. I just wondered... It's best for you. Good night, Cecile. He went away, Colonel Streets, and I lay there in my bed, rigid, listening to his steps down the dark stairs into this kitchen. I heard the front door open and close. Then he went down the gravel path in the moonlight. I waited. It seemed long, yet it was only a little time. That clock there, I could hear through the floor, chime the quarter, then the half. When I heard him, it was not yet midnight. And he came slowly, climbing the hill. I slipped out of bed and went down the stairs to the landing there, from where I could watch him come into the kitchen. But when he came into the kitchen, I could not speak. 
for he was not alone. Over his shoulders he carried a body. A man, I think. And he was stooped under his horrible burden. He crossed the kitchen without looking up and did not hear what I was sure he must hear, the pounding of my heart. He took a key from his pocket, holding the body with one hand, unlocked that door to the wine cellar and went into its awful blackness. Then I was back in my room. I don't remember how I got there, cold and shaking in my bed. When I heard... Oh, monsieur, it was pitiful. I heard rising from the depths of the house from where he had gone. The scream of a man in fearful agony. Cecile. Yes. Yes, Pierre. You are still awake. No, Pierre, I... I told you to go back to sleep. I was, Pierre, I did. But you are awake now. Something... I heard something. Yes, you heard it must have been you opening the door. Oh. You came in suddenly. You must have... Yes, yes, I think I did. Well, we'll go to sleep now. Yes, we'll go to sleep. Pierre? Yes. Was someone ill? Yes. Who was it, Pierre? Did you have to go far? We'll go to sleep now, Cecile. What time is it? Time? It's just past midnight. Midnight was usually the hour, his hour. He always came back soon after. And the following day, there were always the announcements on the loudspeakers in the village. Bodies, pieces of bodies. It was the day when he and your men found Odette. It was so horrible for me, because she was so beautiful and still only a child. And you remember, the body was yet warm. So the whistles were blown, calling all the village to the church square because the bluebeard might still carry his knife or have blood on him. Or he might not get there and be known because he was missing. I was in the village and I ran to the square with the mayor. And we stood in line with the others. Everyone was there. Everyone except Pierre. What terror I felt. Monsieur, when you began to call the names... Felix Armand? Yeah. Paul Yeah. Uh, Madame Combre, are you ill? It's, it's just the sun. It's so warm, yet I feel chilly. You're very pale. Uh, here. Why, I don't see Pierre. Here, here. Oh, he's, he's probably with Captain Muller. He'll be here. Pierre Combre. Here, here, I'm here. Pierre. Don't look at me like that. You'll attract notice. You're out of breath. Where were you, Pierre? Does it matter? I'm here. But your hands, your clothes, they're wet. So you see, I still did not know. And I needed to be sure. I could not live unless I was sure. So I stole the key, the key to the cellar. Yes, it was that easy. While he slept, and the next day he went to the village with Captain Muller and left me alone with the answer in my hand. I opened the door and went down those steps, carrying a candle. We will go down there in a moment, Colonel Strelitz, to wait for him. And you will see there is a little room, bare and damp by the candle's light. I saw there was something on the table. It was his case, filled with knives, surgical instruments, not strange for a doctor. There was blood on them, 
Fresh blood. And there was more on the table, on the floor, and much blood on a sheet which I found thrown into the corner. I found the strength to get out and to lock the door again. I put the key back that night. So again, I did not know. I did not really know until yesterday. I was sewing in the front parlor, and Pierre was walking up and down because he had an appointment with Captain Muller. The captain was late. What's keeping Muller? Perhaps he got orders. More soldiers came into Belac yesterday. Many more. Yes, I know, but that shouldn't keep him. There's something going on. They're getting ready for something. Yes, but why would Muller... Do sit down, Pierre. Your walking makes me nervous. I've spoiled the seam and have to rip it out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Some of the soldiers were searching houses yesterday. I don't know what they were looking for. Did they come here? Oh, no. At least not while I was here. I was in the village most of the afternoon. That's when I saw the soldiers. And there's nothing here to look for. Is there, Pierre? That's it. Of course. Why didn't I think he's down there? Pierre... Where, where are you going? I'm going down to my cellar, Cecile. I have work. Pierre, no, not the captain. Yes, the captain and Cecile. I don't want to be disturbed. And then I knew he was going to kill Captain Muller. He was going to kill a German soldier. Worse, an officer. I knew then, Colonel Strelitz, that if he would go that far, he was no longer a man I could even attempt to reason with. His insane urge to kill might turn on anyone. Even me. I had to stop him. Ah! Cecile! Cecile, what are you doing? You can't come down here. You... you killed him! Cecile, now I'll have to... But I wasn't ready. It's not time. Captain Muller... They'll track you down. You you can't get away. Be quiet. I warned you. I told you not to. Murder. You did it. You killed him and the others. Cecile, I told you. What will you do now? Do? What do you think I'll have to do? Now, now you know too. And in a few minutes he'll come. And then it'll all be over. It's almost midnight. That's a remarkable story, madame. So he made no attempt to harm you last night? No, Colonel Strelitz. It wasn't time. Not time? He kills only when he feels the need. And he'd already killed one. So the need was gone. And it was daylight. He left then? Yes. I haven't seen him since. He looked at me. It was a terrible look. And he went. And I knew by the look that I would be the next. Tonight. And Captain Miller? He... He took the captain's body with him. Come, we must go down to the cellar now, before midnight. Very well. Lieutenant, will you bring the lamp? Yes, I'll bring it. You see, it's unlocked. Has he left it? Close the door behind you, Colonel. Very well. Careful. The last step. Another door. Oh, it is small. Damn. Is, uh, is that the table where he... Yes. Set the lamp there, Lieutenant. 
You can see the stairs. They're quite dry by now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I see. And on the floor. Sit down, monsieur. There, where you can watch the door. I I will stand here at the back if you don't mind. You're right. It's safest for you. Listen. I heard the clock strike. And, yes, listen. It's a door. Have you your guns? Quiet. Yes, but we want to take him alive. You can. He's coming down. Cecile, are you there? Put your hands up, Dr. Hombre. Ah, visitors. Well done, Cecile. Ghastly visitors, doctor. A bit more unpleasant for you. Now, if you'll... Put your hands up, Colonel Strelitz. You too, Lieutenant. Madame Combray. Uh... Yes, I too had a gun. But your husband, he's... He's... The Bluebeard? I'll take your gun, Colonel, and yours. No, Colonel, I am no Bluebeard, as you knew very well. It was clever of you to plant the mutilated bodies of your victims to drive me into the open. To create this legend of a Bluebeard to make the people of Belak suspect all men who work at night, as I do. To make the village distrust me, their leader. But Madame Combray, you saw Captain Muller, saw his body. The captain? Yes. Pierre killed Captain Muller. He was his one victim because the captain was suspicious and pried a little too far into this room. Pierre had to kill him because he was... He saw our radio station behind that wall. Open it, Pierre, and let the colonel see. You see? The wall opens easily, and behind it is the nerve center for Belak, for our underground army. Army? Sneaks and cowards who set their women to lying. I lied? What else? You said that he carried in a body, that there was a scream in the night, that there was a body. All true, Colonel. Yes, I carried home a man wounded by your soldiers, and I removed the bullet without anesthesia, for we French have no such luxuries. So the blood of that patriot is mixed on the table with that of the late Captain Muller. Don't you know it's hopeless for you? Hopeless? Colonel, surely you know that our armies are in France, American, English, and our underground army which surrounds you? But this house is surrounded by my men! It was, you mean, Colonel. Are you still there, Mr. Porter? Porter? Yeah, what do you say, Doc? Everything quiet? Quiet as a tomb, Doc. All things down there. Who's that? We have what you call a couple of rats, Mr. Porter. Then we are finished. Okay. That is Mr. Porter. As you heard, he is an American. An American? You? He is commanding a large number of parachutists who just an hour ago dropped into our meadow. Oh. And who a few minutes ago very quietly killed the guards you mentioned. Killed? My God. Yes, and since you were here in the cellar, unfortunately, you could not hear. But now, Pierre, you have your work to finish. Your work? I have orders from my army to kill you and the lieutenant to secure this advance for our allies. So with Cecile's help, I set this little trap. Oh, listen to me. You won't... Cecile, do you want to share the honor? No, no, no. no, 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 no. And so closes The Bluebeard of Belloc, starring Merle Oberon. Tonight's study in... Suspense! Suspense is produced and directed by William Spear. Have you discovered how much good wine adds to the enjoyment of food? 
how Roma Wine makes even the simplest, most inexpensive meals really exciting events. Well, all you need do is place on the table with the meal a cool bottle of hearty Roma California Burgundy. Serve it in any kind of glass. You will find it delicious with any food. And if you are entertaining guests, you will find Roma Wine just the gracious, festive note that makes any dinner party or get-together a happy, compliment-arousing occasion. And remember, Roma Wines cost you only pennies a glassful. So any home can afford the pleasure they add to everyday living, to entertaining. Ask for R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. Remember, more Americans enjoy Roma than any other wine. Merle Oberon is soon to be seen in the Columbia Technicolor production, A Song to Remember. Next Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, same time, you will hear Mr. Gene Kelly as star of Suspense. Presented by Roma Wines. R-O-M-A. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.